We put up our Christmas tree. Huh? What do you think? I like it. Do you like the orange slices? I do like the That's the best part. Yeah. yeah. Popcorn strung up. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh... That's good. Did you, did you, did you, you know, make the popcorn yourself or did you buy it made? We made the popcorn. Oh, nice. Yeah, we popped it and I started the first first try. I was like, I'll pop it because she, I think, was showering or something. And so I started. I've never popped it on the stove. Oh, my God. I've always just said microwave. <laughs> so we're, I'm like, well, I'll pop it on the stove. And uh, it doesn't go to it. I burned the shit out of the oil. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, then she came out and said, let me do that. And so she popped the popcorn. And then we spent like two hours stringing popcorn. <laughs> and she kept feeding pieces to Lola. And I said, stop doing that. And I said, she's going to just eat it when it's on the tree. Yeah. And then we hung it up and went somewhere and came back. And of course, she ate it off the tree. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I've got a nice little Funny. Christmas tree. And Good. I never had as much Christmas cheer as I have right now. Yeah, I like it. You know, I'm going to light it up for us, just because I think that'll set the mood. Sure, go for it. <laughs> All right, what do you think with the lights on? It's beautiful. And then what do you think about our stockings hanging there? Yeah, I see there's three of them. There are three. Yeah, so it's you and Morgan and... And a baby. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Lola. Lola? There's right. a little paw print on it. All right, All right. that's cute. Isn't, you know, it really, doesn't my house just look like a Pinterest house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys put up any decorations yet? Uh, we got our tree last Sunday. Um, we haven't put up any decorations yet. We're probably going to today or tomorrow. I imagine you're kind of like me where before you were with Taylor, you n- never any decorations, never any. I wouldn't even get a tree before. <laughs> yeah. Were you, growing up, did you guys celebrate? How, how big is Christmas in Brazil? It's bigger than here, I think. What? Yeah. How's that possible? Because like the whole month shuts down. So like the month of December is pretty much nobody's working how do they do that because don't they shut down for a month when it comes to a yeah. carnival uh-huh. how are you shut down two months of the year you see because uh, life and enjoying said life takes precedence over um just you know working i mean i like that i <laughs> i that sounds nice it just sounds like in practice that would be tough to do no no not really uh everybody uh, it's normal um, I don't know if how, how normal it still is anymore, but it's normal for people to have what they call it a 13th month. So, like, you actually get paid for 13 months of the year. Um, so, a lot of people will actually 13th month in and just not work the last month. Hmm. And then, that, you know, it's paid for. It's like vacation time, you know. Okay. So. Which, you know, you're kind, of, you're kind of doing right now. We talked about you have... You have a decent amount of vacation time allotted to you throughout the year, and usually you use all of that and I have plus left. some. Yeah, yeah. Usually I'm I'm on a deficit. <laughs> yeah, and now you're coming up. You said what Monday next week is, yeah. and then you have to spend the rest of your vacations day days yeah, for the rest of the year. Three weeks off. Will you do? Will you do more privates? Um, no, I'm gonna keep the same schedule. Same schedule. Yeah, because. The schedule I have hits a lot of people's hours that they're available to the private classes. You know, the fact that I'm not working in the morning doesn't necessarily mean I'll get more people to come in in the morning because they're also working. So, mm-hmm. how's the new school going? Pretty good. Yeah, 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 we're still growing. Yeah, it's going good. We got, um, we had a bunch of white belts get their blue belts a couple weeks ago, um, maybe about a month ago now. I think we're gonna have four or five more in a couple weeks here. You have the most blue belts right now that you've ever had right 
actively yeah actively yeah. yeah well it's it's good to see you because i all i am not training right now because of covid yeah and That's so a shame. and so this is this is the time i get to talk to croiler and because i think both of our both the women in our life are also very careful with it we don't get to like hang out either right. so this is this is the this, this is, is the time this is it, yeah so it's like cheating almost <laughs> it is like cheating <laughs> and just because that's kind of makes it fun when they when like she asks me what are you doing i'm like nothing nothing i'm just hanging out at home right she's like whose what? voice is that i'm like nothing nobody's it's a tv mm-hmm. yeah. she's like why why <laughs> whose underwear am i finding around the yeah, house yeah that's not mine oh no you're right <laughs> <sighs> all right well today we are doing oh i forgot welcome to the just you just Two podcast I am Andrew Desimone with Kryler Gracie. I haven't forgot to intro us for a while, so I know it's 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 a little almost foreign to you. I think it is because I'm so professional now. Being unprofessional is foreign, right? Well, this episode is going to be on I'll call it the anatomy of the attack, uh, and I got I was thinking when I was playing some video games recently. Because I haven't been training, so what else are you going to do <laughs> is play video games. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which you've, you recommended, and, yeah. and it has been a lot of fun. It, in that game, in a lot of games, you have, you have area, you can target areas of the body, and you have, there are, you have different people have different weaknesses, and you can see, oh, like, I, you can attack the arm, the wrist, the head, and there are different areas that you strategically can go for, and I was thinking, in jujitsu, oh, that, that, that applies too, and when you look at someone's body, you could break it down when you're rolling with them by zones of the body, you sure. could look at, you yeah. could be like you're a cyborg, <laughs> and you see them, and like, the head, like, flashes red, it's like, doot, doot, doot. and you see like, oh, here are the weak points, I got the neck, then move over dude shoulder elbow wrist which is a bitch area as we discussed last i think right last episode yeah yeah, i remember that (laughs) (laughs) and and you can go all the way down the body i think next is penis next is butthole and then knees (laughs) suppose you could do the whole body yeah yeah but just a nice solid jab to the butt and that's that drops i think most people oh does it (laughs) or it raises some people i mean it just depends uh more ways than one right that's right (laughs) (laughs) all right we got to be classy okay we got to class it up one bring these things up (laughs) so this episode we're gonna focus on these and and i say let's just let's start this is this is the the targeting of the body imagine imagine you have like targets and it's it's honing in and zooming into the head and that's where we're starting off you can have whatever sound effect you want like like what sound effect would you have as you're honing in on the neck like or maybe like a blink 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 or i don't think inside of in sound effects no you just you just think in in cold hard facts and logic yeah okay well let's start off with the neck here is is you start to roll with someone or you start to look at the human body the neck it's got some some weaknesses. You got some strengths. I think uh, here's here's what I like about the neck as far as strength. If anyone's trying to attack your neck, 
you just shrug it down like this. You you like tur- <laughs> you like turtle it down, and if for people listening, you just suck your neck into your shoulders, and now it can't be attacked. So I that's one of the things. That's true. No, well, all right. I guess that's what we're doing this for. We'll okay. we'll just talk about it. <laughs> so what's what what? How is the neck different in as far as submissions to some areas of the body? What makes it a special area? Well, if you if you look at a at a, like a high level picture of, of the body, right? So you you have you have the neck and you have joints, right? So yes, I get it. There are submissions that you could cause like, you know, damage to the, the spinal column and to the cervical area. But really when it comes down to the neck, you're mostly, mostly focusing on, on chokes. Um, they're going to be your more common attacks to the neck. They're going to be more readily available. They're going to also be more successful than others. Um, to me, the, the neck is, um, the neck, it, I mean, chokes are king you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if the person is bigger smaller heavier stronger lighter faster you slap a choke on somebody there's nothing I mean, they're gonna go out you know they could be on on acid it wouldn't make a difference right it'd help sure maybe i don't know no, i don't know you just told me to try it when i first started jujitsu oh, I, I did no such thing <laughs> uh with the neck uh, you have chokes are there any the would cranks so you have anything in there that yeah i mean you have count? so like as far as attacks on the neck you have you know if you if we break it down into chokes and 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 joint manipulation you, you get into you know blood chokes and air chokes which we've we've broken down in the past um and we have you have cervical locks that break the the vertebrae in the neck um and then you can get into cranks uh cranks could lead to breaks in the neck but are mainly more for discomfort. Um, it's very painful. I think this discomfort is misleading. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the neck goes, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, blood chokes, air chokes, you know, combo chokes where you do both blood and air chokes. Um, the blood chokes being the far more effective of the three. And then beneath that, you would have cervical locks. And then beneath that, you'd have neck cranks. And... When you look at, let's say, the limbs, you have different factors of someone might be flexible, someone might be strong, someone may have other variables that make it harder to submit them with that. The neck, are there fewer variables? Yeah, I mean, there, there's when it comes down to it is there are no variables when it comes to the neck. I mean, if you slap a choke on somebody, it's, it's done. You know, now you could have people that have like very thick necks or, or very short necks, and it may be you may have a more difficult time um, securing the submission, but once the submission is in place, it's in place. It's it's gonna it's gonna do its job. Wearing joint locks, sometimes you could have somebody who is hyper flexible, and even though the submission is secured in place, you just don't have enough leverage to to push through the breaking point because of their extra flexibility and so on. And a lot of chokes, is it? Would would you say it's kind of an equalizer as far as it doesn't matter? Your strength, your athletic ability does not matter no. at all when you're trying to pull no, that you off. You slap a choke on, it's it's on, and it's one of those things where, you know, people will tap themselves out. You know, you, you put a choke on somebody, they'll panic, they'll move faster, they'll require more oxygenated blood than if they're not getting any, and that, that becomes a problem. Mm. Um, it's a time, time-based thing, so as long as you can maintain the application of a choke for about six seconds, you're successful. So, and the 
benefit of a choke is you can kill them. <laughs> you can kill them. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could kill someone with an armbar too if you broke their arm and then you just looped it around. It's just limp and you just loop it around their neck and you just strangle them like it's a rope. I mean, you're still choking them at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow, you're so, you're wise beyond your ears. I am. I am. I'm in a whole different level here. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who, who I've heard say this. Maybe no one specifically has said it, but it was something along the lines of, I feel like someone in your family, maybe. Uh, the like arm bars are great. Like you can, anyone. Some people can get through an arm bar or through a joint lock. It's a choke that's gonna like no one can is tough enough to get through a choke. Right, yeah, there's no tough guys when it comes to chokes. That's what it is. Yeah, my grandfather said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and with choking, also as far as versatility, you you can choke from just about. Anywhere, there's, yeah. There's there's very few positions in which you it's impossible to apply a, a chokehold, top bottom, you know, regardless of orientation, back, should, yeah, north, should, south. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what about what about uh, facing someone, no gi? What are what are the options for a choke? Uh, they're not any differently would be with the gi. You lose the loop chokes, you lose the lapel chokes, but you still have your guillotines, your darsas, your anacondas, your rear nakeds, your triangles, your Modified triangle chokes. I mean, there's uh, a number of different ways. Hmm. Sometimes you don't even need to choke them. Sometimes you can just smother them too. You Ooh. know, like uh, like Wagner Rasha, um, Wagner Hasha in in Florida. He's notorious for taking people's backs and just putting his hand over their nose, like plugging their nose with his fingers and cupping their mouth shut, and then people panic and tap. And you can do that in competition. It's not illegal. Have you ever seen someone do it? Like, oh, yeah. have you ever done it? Yes, is the people I don't like. <laughs> I was gonna say, how is it viewed? And it's it's, it's it's seen as dirty and shady and unnecessary. Like if that's how you have to win, then you're you're incapable of taking advantage of a great position. How do you feel about it? I hey man, look, you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't I don't care. What if you had a student who? They just, that's how they got all their submissions. They just go out and just that's, that's, hands that's, on people's faces. People, that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you probably couldn't do it because you already had this dark cloud over you for just doing wrist locks all the time. I, you're, like, I, I can, you're like, I can't sure. be the guy who wrist locks and then like plugs their nose up with by two fingers. And then that, you don't stick your fingers in their nose. You, you could. Don't tell me how to do that. <laughs> you just pinch their nostrils shut and cover their mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I would have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you can keep this in the podcast or not. Okay. You have a really weird neighbor. And it's the second time I saw this. Last time I thought I was like hallucinating because I drank too much caffeine. But today I haven't had as much coffee. One of your neighbors will go to her car every time about 4.45. And she'll sit in her car for about 20 minutes uh, yelling at her phone. Right? She's got somebody, obviously, a <laughs> speaker. Yeah. And she always, 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 always is in her pajamas with a glass of wine in her car at 4 40 in the afternoon <laughs> every time and this time i saw her and she was yelling at the phone like oh there's no wine it must have been a one-time thing sure enough her wine glass came up a couple minutes later and she took a sip <laughs> what you know more about my neighbors than i do is it the one just directly next to me i don't know is it the one that you intimidate on almost a weekly basis no, when no, you follow she, her up to the upstairs. door i think she's upstairs okay yeah <laughs> i'd love to know what Maybe, maybe it's like a weekly therapy session where know, she's like, weird a, therapy. <laughs> yeah, I just got to drink my glass of wine and shout it out. Yeah. In the car with myself. 
Although maybe she does a podcast. That's when we do our Zoom calls. I sit in the car with a glass of wine and I'm just oh, shouting into the phone. I never see the glass of wine. You must be hiding it from the camera. That's okay. Yeah, you don't see the wine, but that's why my lips and my teeth are always purple. Oh, okay. That explains it. All yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move now to the next area, which is if you're working on down the body to the shoulders. Okay. I didn't miss any in between, right? Like, oh, don't forget about the traps. You gotta, those no, really. There, there's some obscure locks that will attack like the back muscle, but but that's further down from the shoulder, so. Okay, let's get to, let's get, I wanna hear about that because <laughs> we should do an episode on just the most obscure, obscure like submissions. lost submissions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we get to our shoulders. What are the characteristics of the shoulders? So the problem with shoulder—that's the most general question ever. Yeah. What are the characteristics of the shoulder? So the problem with shoulder and shoulder-based submissions ultimately is the shoulder is an incredibly mobile and, and, and flexible joint. You know, there's a lot to give. It rotates in and of itself. It rotates, you know, outside of itself. It's it's a it's one of those things that because of the high level of mobility, um, in order to cause any sort of significant damage to the shoulder you need to find ways to create high levels of control to, to limit the mobility, you know, and then apply a braking pressure through that. Um, and and, it, and it's tough. It's not as easy as it goes, but it turns out that should you create high levels of control or find ways to immobilize and create control of the shoulder joint, you generally speaking can control an, uh, an individual very well. Now, you mentioned in order to do these things, you have to have control. Mm-hmm. Not uh, more so than with our choke. And so that would tell me you have to have one of two things with a shoulder lock to be successful. You have to either have the skill or the knowledge to do it or just the strength. You have to have the knowledge. Right. But you could compensate for some you like shouldn't compensate you shouldn't but a weak person trying to hit an americana uh-huh. who doesn't really know it that well is going to struggle way more than a weak person trying to hit like a rear naked choke because they're not sure they're not sure. competing with that person's well, the, strength the, the 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 strength becomes more necessary for for any any joint submission 100 percent. but mm-hmm. in order to break a shoulder assuming you have a sufficient amount of power will always always require control like you can't get away from that like mm. um there are some there are certain styles of submissions um you can take a submission and make it a speed-based submission or a, a agility-based submission so um things like uh, like a spiral armbar where it's a quick spin those are more speed-based um they're very successful because they can generate a lot of force in the in that speed with that speed and create momentum um but but they tend to fail if you if you tone it back the speed because you don't have control right so yeah could you power through a shoulder lock in order to be successful and break it yeah but your success rate will drop um, again, again there's always an exception right but um, you'll be more successful with a control based approach especially for a, mo- a very mobile joint like the shoulder sure. And then you, with the limbs, you have another element that comes into play that isn't as big with the neck, and that's you're thinking about angles and how you're right. attacking. And with the shoulders, how do I phrase this? How is the distance of, let's say, start with, 
with some shoulders locks you're going to have the arm like compact and close to the shoulder like like i said or like an americana right. everything's close to the body some of them the shoulder is it's ex- your the arms extended a little bit more right. what uh what is that doing and what what attributes are you taking a advantage of or manipulating as you move that joint in and out so um really uh, before before we talk about like the 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 idea behind the braking mechanics there i think it needs to be understood that there is a there is a the, the the human element needs to be taken into account meaning if you you know, if you if you're much shorter than your partner, or you're much longer sometimes than your partner, um, if you're much heavier, much lighter, if you're um, if you're hyper flexible, so if you get somebody like me who's who's super super flexible, um, or somebody who is not so flexible, right? Those properties, all of them, and then any other that I didn't mention, all those properties will affect the efficacy of the lock right of the, of the submission so you can make you can create high levels of control and have the best braking mechanic and you did everything perfect but how the the level of success will also depend on the human side right so mm-hmm. um example like if you if you look into kimura a guy who's much longer than you you may be physically impossible to get to the Kimura grip because their arms are so much bigger. And if you have shorter arms, you just don't have the length for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that to keep in mind. Um, and, and, and for the sake of the podcast, I mean, just as long as people understand that when it comes to, to joint locks, that's always a, a constant, right? Um, now, um, so really, as far as a shoulder, when we talk about pulling the elbow to the hip in an Americana example or in a... Um, Kimura, we talk about creating 90 degree angles. Um, in a uh, omoplata, we're looking to create a 90 degree angle and a 45 degree angle. Um, so, so these things, really, what we're doing, and you know, there's other other shoulder locks, you know, barata platas and things like that. Um, but really, the, the the angle changes, the the redu- reduction of angles, or the perfect 90 degree angles, or the combination of both. Um, all we're doing, all we we achieve by doing that is we limit the mobility of the joint, right? So anybody can can attest to this. So you know, if you if you stand up and you put your arm by your hand by your knee and just let your arm hang, you should be able to go almost a perfect 180, you know, and end up in the same spot. Now, if you raise your elbow to in line with your shoulder and you try to rotate your hand 100, uh, 360, you can't do that. Where mm-hmm. with your arm hanging down, you can do a perfect 360 or near a 360. So by just by raising the elbow and getting that any angle between the armpit, sorry, between the chest and the bicep, um, you, you limited the mobility of the shoulder joint by 180 degrees. Right, and if you bring it in even more, then it reduces even more your mobility. You know, and 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 that's kind of what we're trying to do. So by by com- combining where we're creating certain angles, we can greatly greatly reduce um, how much freedom and how much mobility and how much uh, the the range of motion of that joint. Mm-hmm. Now, what about as you are? controlling you're focusing on controlling the mobility or the range of the joint but 
you're also have to, I guess, let's say when the arm is stretched out, they they may have a limited mobility with their shoulder. However, the closer it gets, they may have more strength. So you're, is, is there this balancing act of as the shoulder gets closer to the body, the range changes, but also they may be able to use control or, I'm sorry, strength to get in the way of the submission. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that's necessarily true. I think maybe there's a misunderstanding. Um, so if we... So when we talk about controlling mobility, right? So we'll go back to something we've touched base on before, which is the idea of range of motion and then the working range, right? So range of motion is the entire spectrum of mobility that your joint has. Your range of your your working range is within your range of motion. Where are you physically capable? Like, where are you strong? Where okay. are you, you know, where are you powerful and all these things? The reality is, if we take somebody who has um, a great a great range of motion, and therefore they have a great range, a uh, great working range, and we somehow reduce their their range of motion, let's say by half, their working range will also decrease. Right, because they have to function within their range of motion. So if you limit their range of motion, they can't function. So um, in the example of you, like in Americana, you keep referring to like when you pull the elbow to the hip and the hand to the shoulder and you essentially keep the elbow tied to the body, um, their arms are very tight to their, to their core and they should be strongest at that point. So certain muscle groups will be strongest at that point. So when you pull their elbow in and their shoulder, the hands to their shoulder, their dorsal and their bicep will be very powerful because they're fully contracted. That that, that is true, but remember that's not we're not breaking the the elbow in an American lock. We're not you know we're looking to rotate the shoulder. Uh, okay. So it doesn't matter that their bicep is incredibly powerful or that their back is incredibly powerful there because that's not what we're attacking. And that doesn't get in the way of you. Correct. Now if I was doing an armbar. It wouldn't make sense to let to push his wrist to his shoulder and allow him to have the full flex of the bicep. I see. Now, what about the actual breaking of the shoulder? The what's what's what are the attributes of the once you get to that full breaking point of the shoulder? Is it you can't tough? You can't like? Can you tough your way through? A like the deep, deep shoulder submission, like like a like a bad shoulder break. Yeah. No, you can't. I mean, you can. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's pain, right? So, right. Um, any joint lock, if it breaks, will cause an extreme amount of pain. Can you tough it out? And the reality is, the answer is yes. If you can avoid like shock, right? So that's really going to be your enemy. Some people will go into shock because of the pain. Um, and they'll pass out. That's not everybody. That's some people. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just large amounts of pain. Um, you see plenty of examples in, in the UFC or in MMA or even in street fights where something will break horribly and the person is fine. Like they're not passing out. Um, it's just a, it's just a high degree of pain. But is it to the point where it's going to cause shock? No, but it could. I mean, people could go into shock from the pain of a, of a joint submission, you know. Is a shoulder submission or a sh- yeah, the... A shoulder submission, yeah. Is it one that you can, 
you can see you can see it coming that when you're you're getting to your limit as opposed to when we've discussed a lot of leg locks where right. you always have to say guys tap like before it starts to hurt badly right right right, right. shoulder one i think you're very in tune with your shoulder even if you're not you know innately aware of it i think um yeah you I see mean, this i mean i'm very in tune can you do this with your he's, shoulders he's shimmying right now yeah right don't take your shirt off <laughs> <laughs> all right fine i've just been doing push-ups lately and i thought you'd appreciate my chest no um so i think we use our arms every day and we're in tune with our mobility like how far we can stretch and all these things and i think that kind of awareness uh you know innately kind of you're you're aware like oh this is not a this is not good like something's gonna give here you know um but but you know what causes the break of the joint is once we've reduced the the range of motion we're then just forcing the joint to go past that and and that's what causes the break okay we're gonna end this episode here and the next episode we'll talk about the lower part of the body we haven't even gotten to the elbows and wrists we haven't but we're gonna keep in mind we're gonna spend probably an entire episode on just the penis and just the butthole do i have to be here for those (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because i need someone who's an expert oh oh okay all right i'm I'm glad i'm I'm the expert on this apparently before we end it though i almost forgot we should have started with this in the beginning congratulations to our friend jamal hill jamal hill yeah, he uh, he just had his first co-main event fight this past Saturday. Yep, fought Oven St. Prue. Yep, and what was the result of that one? I mean, it was a TKO, three minutes, second round. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's from our uh, your, your affiliate Black Lion yep. in Grand Rapids, yep. Michigan. He's looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, he he you know he's. The, the dude can fight you know what i mean like there's you know some people just have certain skill sets and he he has got a good mentality for it like i i talked to him i think thursday before the fight was the last time i talked to him and i and I, I texted him the day of the fight but um I, I talked to him thursday and i basically was like you know you can do this it's 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 your time to shine etc etc and he's like thanks man i'm just living the life like for him i don't think he would he was thinking this is a really, really, really important fight. I think he was thinking, you know, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I just go in there and I fight. That this is me. You know, much like you get up and go to work. In a, in a, you know, so it's like that's a very, uh, very high level of mental strength. It, it, you know, so it's a it's a huge edge on competition. You know, if you're not having to deal with nerves before the fight. You know. Yeah. So everyone listening, if you haven't watched the fight, go watch it. Find him on yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and he, he broke um, he broke the rankings too. He's on. He's now uh, officially ranked fifteenth at light heavyweight. That's crazy in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to see what he does, and everyone show him some love. Uh, that's gonna be it for this episode. We will see you guys next week.